Welcome to Exploring the Mystical Side of Life with your host, Michelle Aubin and Linda Lang. Hi, I am Michelle Aubin, and I'm here today with my co-host, Linda Lang. Hi, Linda. Hi, Michelle. This is Linda Lang from ThoughtChange.com. We have a great topic today. We do. So we are going to talk about hypnosis and self-hypnosis. So we each have something different to bring to this conversation, and I'm excited about it. I love hypnosis. It's so relaxing and so fascinating and a really interesting way to explore aspects within you that you really don't have access to any other way. There's so much potential and it's such a big topic. But what, what I want to do for everyone listening to this to, to set a framework is to say, if nothing else, you can learn self-hypnosis or listen to audios just for that wonderful feeling that you were talking about of relaxing. And stress is such an epidemic issue. And I have a program where I help people relieve their stress easily. And this is one of the fastest ways to do that. Because what it does, when you listen to a hypnosis audio or when you go to a hypnotist, you shift into a trance state, a light trance state. And automatically that will start calming down the nervous system. So I just feel like everyone, I just want everyone to know that how easy that is and how helpful it is for our health to sleep better and feel less stressed. So, so Michelle, I think trance is a word that's maybe scary for some people. And yet it's something so natural that we do all throughout the day. So I'm not going to jump to like an official definition. I'm going to jump in by saying that we go in and out of different brainwave frequency states throughout the day and night, meaning that when they measure the electrical activity in our brains, normally there's constant shifting happening with our brainwave states. So these are natural changes and when we refer to trance states we're talking about shifting into the relaxed alpha state as a light trance they can think of it like those kind of times where they just kind of tune out for a moment maybe get a little like dreamy or daydreamy like or that state a little deeper between awake and sleep when they're lying in bed just before they go off, it's a deeper trance. When people are driving or doing any kind of almost monotonous task or something that the unconscious can kind of take over and do the task, we'll often just kind of shut off our conscious mind for a little bit and kind of process and then come back. It really is something everyone does every day. It's interesting that you think you talk about driving and you talk about any of these other tasks that we get used to doing. And when you think about driving in the first, you know, first couple of months when you're a new driver, it's it's something you're really focused on and you're trying to do it right and you're remembering everything that you were told and what to do when. And gradually what happens is it's almost like that conscious part of the mind is able to delegate parts of that activity to the subconscious mind. 
And it's a really interesting thing because that's when the conscious mind relaxes. And we say when someone goes into a trance state that the conscious critical, we call it the critical thinking part of the mind, relaxes. And what that allows when you can get into that state when you're driving, when you're running or exercising, whatever it is you're doing, that's when you can implant a suggestion to make improvements in your life that you want to make. And it amplifies that free, it amplifies the power of that, of that suggestion. There are so many benefits to hypnosis and guided meditations even can take you into that state where you can access keener learning or oh, yeah. improving health, improving sleep, ability to handle life issues. I mean, it's just an endless list. I wish all elementary school and high school teachers learned hypnosis techniques because that's a great state of mind to be receptive to learning for students. And oftentimes students are told, you know, stop daydreaming, pay attention, focus. And if, if teachers really understood what it meant when a, a child was daydreaming or looking out the window, drifting, they're in that receptive place where you could start sharing information with them and it's going to get in there. It's going to get in there easier because there's nothing fighting it and um, no resistance to it. So it really is powerful when we, we think about how it's a learning state. We're learning how to expand ourselves. We're learning how to do something new. You were telling me also about some really cool things you were doing with self-hypnosis. Yeah, absolutely. I had a conversation, an email conversation actually with a client of mine and she was telling me about all the changes happening in her life and how she felt like the universe was creating a lot of opportunity for her to propel her on her purpose. So I woke up actually the next morning with a script in my head to... I can activate the memory of our life purpose inside mm -hmm. us because, you know, we come here with a purpose. Our higher self knows our purpose. I believe our unconscious mind also knows that purpose and that we are hardwired for that purpose with gifts and interests and desires to kind of lead us on the path. So I woke up and recorded this script before I even had breakfast. It's amazing. And I've been listening to it ever since. And it's short. It's, I don't know, maybe 15 minutes long. But it's enough to get you into that kind of trance state. Mm -hmm. And I just am totally amazed at the shifts I see in myself having listened to that recording every day. I always like to practice on myself before I put out into the world. So yeah, I'm playing with it and I'm loving it. And what have you what are you noticing? Are you you're getting ideas? You're getting your path opening up for you? Yeah, absolutely. I've mm -hmm. gotten opportunities. Triggers are different. I think 
the way I look at things has shifted. What I think is possible for myself has shifted. How I interpret events in my life has shifted. I do a lot of clearing work, so I'm sure that's part and parcel, but there's something about this audio. So I'm excited about it. Well, that's a great takeaway for anyone who's ever thought of, does any of this work? And, you know, my take on whether some, whether it's worth the investment of time, money, or, or whatever to try something is to think about if, are there any negative side effects? And there really are no negative side effects to self-hypnosis. And I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to experiment like you have. You know, this is so accessible and um, there's no, no negatives. My belief in what's negative about hypnosis is that unless we are aware of, of how we are being hypnotized already by marketers, politicians, the media, you know, all, all of these other things, we are already being implanted with suggestions whenever we're exposing ourselves, especially because when we watch television, we're in a meditative state. And when they show that commercial with the pizza coming at you, that's a suggestion. It's a visual suggestion. And they implant triggers when you see a certain color, you're going to want pizza. It's not, you know, anything necessarily more nefarious than they want to sell pizza, for example. Or even think about how we think about ourselves and do I need a certain kind of shampoo, right? If I have this kind of shampoo, people will love me more. That can all get implanted as suggestions when we're in that state of mind, watching movies, watching television. So why not take control of it? If, if we know how to do this, we can take control of what we put in our system. So Michelle, do you have any tips for the listeners on self-hypnosis? Uh, yes. Okay. Number one, be aware of what is already being put into you. All of us have decades of programming. I call it programming. It's just like a computer. And when you change the program, you download an app, you can download a different app. When you understand how simple it is and how kind of mechanical it is, it's not it's, I, I, I want to convey, number one, it's within all of our power to do this. And it can be as easy as muting the volume when a commercial comes on TV. It, yes, muting the volume is really powerful because the audio, the visual, um, and I've shared with you, Linda, how I meditated. I was addicted to television a while back, and I would use my knowledge of the fact that I'm in a meditative state to meditate during the commercials. Now, it's interesting. I don't watch television anymore. I got rid of my television a few months ago. Um, but if you're someone that watches television, you're already in that meditative state. So what my, my easiest tip for you is write down a few things you want to implant into your programming instead of letting it be done to you and then just write down one or two things 
when the commercials are on, just close your eyes and you can just repeat that to yourself. You're already in a meditative state and just repeat to yourself a phrase. And when you make a phrase, this is important, frame it in the positive, not the negative. So if you say, I don't want to eat sugar, that's a negative. Your brain will not hear the word not or no. So you want to say, I release sugar from my diet. Or I'm free from sugar. You might even want to take sugar out of that sandwich. Take sugar out. Yeah, and, that's a good point. I yeah. eat food that is healthy and nutritious. I love, yeah. yeah, frame it. That's a good point. Because then if you do it the way I did it, then the, the mind will hear sugar. <laughs> so you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, you yeah, want to frame it. Where you want you want your sense to be where you want to go, not what you want to get away from. Yes, really a manifesting tip. It is anything, right? The word easily or I enjoy. I enjoy healthy foods. I enjoy. Uh, and we're just using that as an example. But what are some? Uh, you you mentioned people can people can do self hypnosis for life purpose. They can do it. Dietary changes and addictions are a big one. Here's, here's what I want to jump in with the addiction piece. I hear a lot of people talk about this, and they're hypnotizing themselves. I, I hear people say, quitting smoking is really hard. I hear smokers say this who've tried to quit. And when you say that, you are telling yourself that it's hard. And it doesn't matter if you've tried 10 times and you're still smoking. One way to hypnotize yourself is to say, I get better each time and this time is this time I'm free from the addiction. Whatever the the addiction is. People hypnotize, oh I tried ten times, I couldn't do it. You're hypnotizing yourself. That is not helpful. And I know smokers who have had a difficult time. I also know smokers who haven't had a difficult yeah. time that just quit cold turkey and that was that. They made the decision that got into the unconscious, no problem. Part of making that decision is saying, I will define myself from now on as someone who is empowered to live my life the way I want to. And not giving control of your life over to yeah. a product like cigarettes or anything else. If you define yourself any addiction, if you define yourself as someone who's addicted to a substance, then you are creating, you're, you're perpetuating that addiction. But there is a point I want to make too. When I've gone through this process, there is a re, I've had to redefine myself because if you define yourself, and I'm not talking about 12 step programs because if someone's in a 12 step program, but I chose not to go to 12 step programs because I was not comfortable saying I am an alcoholic. I just wasn't. I was someone working through a temporary addiction to alcohol. And for me, that was important. And I'm not saying that's a choice for everyone. But for me, I did not want to reinforce that idea. Now, I choose not to drink because I know the impact it has on me. And 
I choose not to do sugar and I choose not to do a lot of things that I used to do, but I don't reinforce an idea that I don't want to have in my identity. And I know that's controversial <laughs> for some. Well, I, th- I think it's fantastic that you were able to shift that. Um, and yet, if there are people who are struggling with especially drug or alcohol uh, addictions, you know, there is some caution that needs to be taken because there are some um, physical side effects yeah. of withdrawal. So if that's where you are, you know, go and get some help and become empowered. But really here, our focus is on the benefits of self-hypnosis to create change in your life. And it's not just for addiction. It's, you know, stress relief and sleeping better. Life purpose, like you mentioned. Life purpose, exactly. <laughs> life purpose. I had a really interesting experience in my training. At that time, we did a lot of practice sessions in the training. It was a week-long training. And we were doing a kind of a timeline kind of thing where we would go back into the past. Mm. I actually went back as a young child and came up uh, because I was afraid of the dark at this particular time that I regressed to. And then I projected into the future, far into the future, and, and then back to the past. And it turns out within this little matrix of this this issue I had as a child being afraid of the dark uh, because I thought there was something in the dark like ghosts Mm -hmm. or some monsters yeah exactly (laughs) it turns out it was me from the future coming back to that age as a child to switch something in my DNA so I did not activate the gene for arthritis and I would be like crunched up at points in the hypnosis and then totally and totally come back so it was amazing and before you go on I want to make sure I understand that you went you found out that the you in the past was afraid of the dark then you went to the future you and found out that the reason the past you was afraid of the dark is because the future you had gone back to dismantle the DNA for arthritis. And is that what the past you was afraid of was there? Well, it was like you're a little kid and you're, you know, your mom and dad are like, no, there's nothing there. Just go to sleep. There's nothing there. Yeah. There was something there. There was me from the future and I could sense something was in the room, but I didn't know what it was. So it was really interesting having this hypnosis experience and just the, just the impact or implications of yes. that scenario happening like it's phenomenal that I, is phenomenal you have to feel for the student that had no experience with <laughs> hypnosis and then here i'm having this like really intense experience in the chair um probably from my years of shamanic journeying but who knows i mean it's just just 
fascinating. And I love that even though sometimes we might be afraid of something or have some fear, that it's not necessarily something scary. Sometimes it's there for our benefit or to help us be on target in our life. Well, it's really interesting because the, the mainstream, you've mentioned, you know, the mainstream understanding of hypnosis is, is to change habits and reduce stress and sleep better. Like those are the most common uses for hypnosis. And people are familiar with past life hypnosis events. But what you're talking about is healing on a really deeper level. And they call, if, if I'm right, they call this timeline travel, timeline therapy. I, I think I've heard of that. In, in that context of going in a trance state into the future or into the past to change something within ourselves, within our experience. And I have a story from childhood, and I didn't think of it until you were telling your story. I didn't think of it as a self-hypnosis, but... I was probably in middle school and I was unhappy with a bunch of things and I was in my journal writing and I remember thinking, I wonder what my future self would say to me and my adult self. And I was thinking at the age, maybe 35 as, as an adult, right? What that meant. And I wrote a letter to my future self, please help me with this you know, issue or time in my life or tell me what I need to know, something like that. And I wrote back as my older self in my journal. <laughs> I love it. I love it. How did I come up with that? But, but it, it helped me. I should go dig that up if I still have it. But um, I just remember thinking my older self would know how to get through this, you know? Yep, definitely. I actually am certified at, in um, that kind of timeline or okay. memory continuum uh, technique. And it is really, really powerful, especially at the quantum level when, you know, things can shift and actually change the past. And it, that's what you did. That's what that experience is. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. Exactly. It. It's fantastic. And uh, something everyone can't, you know, investigate and, and see if they're game for a little adventure in their life. It is an adventure. And um, there's so many possibilities. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. And it's been really a lot of fun, Linda, to talk with you about this topic. I think it's a fantastic topic. And I really do encourage people to go find a hypnotherapy CD or practice breathing and putting themselves into trance. You just, you don't know until you try it. So that's it for today. Bye for now. Bye-bye.